Hey, Ray Mariazzi here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I'm told it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, graded your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry, eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening and welcome to the Coco Express show for Monday, April 28th, 2014. I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles, and yes, we are definitely live. Today's show is very interesting, important, and very eye-opening. For many of us here in the United States, we take advantage of so many different things, and we don't even realize that we're taking advantage of simple freedoms, basic freedoms. We just do it as a second thought. There are places that don't have this particular opportunity to be able to live the life that they choose to live based on something so basic, a choice. And we have to understand that, you know, our life, each and every life is relevant, it's important, and it it owes an opportunity to flourish and live the way that he or she chooses to live. And there's another side to this for me as a parent. I need to be able to know that my child will have a right to live the life that she or he decides that she or he wants to live and not be punished, not be treated um, terribly, uh, ostracized or pushed away or shunned because he or she decides that she wants to live the way she chooses. I'm saying all that because Today's show is about a subject that a lot of people really don't want to talk about because when I mentioned it to some of my friends and stuff, they were like, oh, really? And we're talking about homophobia, Um, homophobia here in this country, homophobia outside of this country, and we're going to target a particular area, and it's Jamaica. We have a documentarian on the show with us, and her name is Selena Blake. And she has done a documentary, produced and directed a documentary called uh, Taboo Yardies. And it's it discusses the, I guess you can say, intolerance to LGBT people and how they're treated poorly. And joining us, which is a really interesting and unique situation, is Drew Angel, who is a recording artist. And he is from Jamaica. And he has come out, and he's proud of who he is, and he's willing to stand forth and explain to us how hard it is for him to take this particular stance and be who he is and be in the country or be a native of Jamaica and Together, we're going to try to understand and 
kind of learn a little bit about tolerance and, and allowing people to just be. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you Selena Blake and Drew Angel. Hello. Thank you for having us. Oh, it is. Hi. It's a pleasure to have you both here. And um, so I'm going to start off with you, Selena. Tell us a little bit about you and, you know, how you got into becoming a documentary producer. Well, I started curiosity. I started off modeling and acting and then I just wanted to do, I wanted to give back and so I started my production company, Maynoff Productions um, early 2000 and I wanted to do um, documentaries that moved me, that I was passionate about and and to show, you know, the, the, the diversity of issues that people are facing and to look at these issues from the inside out and really look deep into these issues. And the first documentary I did was Queensbridge, which is a public housing, the largest public housing in the nation. And I debunked the stereotype by showing the educational side, the families who are working hard, have nothing to do with drugs and all of that. And moving to current, right now, Taboo Yardies, dealing with homophobia in Jamaica. And, and how we we see homophobia in the island of Jamaica and the migration of our homophobic behavior. Okay. Now, Drew, you are a recording artist, and you are also um, a spokesperson for your community, LGBT community. Tell us how you got into becoming a recording artist and how you um, found yourself over here in New York. Okay, well, I came over here in New York uh, in 2001, and um, in 2006, I was having a discussion with a few friends of mine about the uh, situation of the LGBT community back home in Jamaica, and um, nobody seemed like, um, you know, they were in the same mind frame as I was um, regarding this situation. I figured, you know, um, what vehicle can I use to relay my message and, you know, somewhat the frustration I have for the behavior of our fellow country people, especially in the dance hall uh, industry. Knowing that music is also an influential um, vehicle for people, you know, for artists to to use to influence other people's lives, I figure, you know, that's the vehicle I would use. And a few, you know, weeks later, I started to write down, you know, things started coming to my head, and I started to write down, you know, lyrics, and um, go on from there. I just started recording last year after talking to a friend of mine who I met up here um, about producer and all that, because I know even though it's in America, there's still a small bit of um, discrimination within the music, especially the hip-hop community. So I was trying to figure out how do I, you know, get a producer that will work with me and so forth. And after speaking with a friend of mine, he went with, to school with um, a friend who is now a producer, and he made the connection, and so I started recording um, my music. Um, as far as um, the spokesperson, I'm basically using the music, you know, to, to deliver my message on that 
um, subject. Okay. Now, can you both just give, I mean, I'm a native New Yorker, and I have limited exposure to Caribbean culture other than the, the people that I grew up with and the fact that I grew up in Brooklyn. Now, can you just give us a, a, a perspective, um, a view of what it's like to be in Jamaica and to have that kind of um, mindset, mindset that the homophobic mindset or being gay in Jamaica? Hello? Hello. Hello? Um, Hello? Yeah, I'm Hello? here. I'm not sure. Um, not sure either. Hello? Aria? Ariella? Is it hello? Well, I'm not sure where she's coming from with um, the homophobic mindset, but, you know, our people. Hello? Hello, Arella? Well, in case we're live, I, I mean, it's a personal issue for me. Um, the fact that I live there and um, I experienced both the homophobic and, you know, being openly gay out there. I, you know, had an incident where uh, after leaving high school, um, I was dating um, a guy and, you know, who came come, came by, you know, and spent time with me at my house. And I guess after people start learning um, that was the case, one night a group of guys show up to the house and send, you know, ask a, um, a neighborhood girl to call me out that I was social with. And uh, when I went out there, I, you know, went out to the surprise of them, the, the crowd being outside with the intention of, you know, trying to do some kind of arm by beating me because they have, you know, you know, wood and stones and all that kind of things. And it just, when she first called, it just didn't feel right to me. And, you know, so, but either way, I went out there and, you know, we got into it a little bit and, you know, defended after standing up for myself, you know, chased them off. And, you know, that's when I decided, you know, I had to get out of Jamaica itself. So, I mean, that's, that's the um, living as a gay person out there that you, you literally have to live in fear. I mean, I personally know people. So um, guys who, you know, that just went missing, personally know them that just went missing, you know, for being in the lifestyle. Hello? Uh, um, I guess maybe we could, well, you know what, since we're not sure if we're on or not, mm-hmm. I guess maybe we can... Um, Hello. Yeah, I'm not sure what is happening. Uh, Drew. Yes. What was it like for you? I mean, I, I know you mentioned about that. Um, what do you? Oh, wow. I'm just. I don't even know if we're live. 
I mean, it was it was. I've, okay, you know what? Have you seen the trailer to Taboo Yardies? No, I've not seen the trailers. You haven't seen the trailer yet. Um, no. Well, Taboo Yardies took me about six six plus years, and mm-hmm. doing research in Jamaica it was a bit scary sometimes because at first no one really wanted to talk with me. You know, because exactly. You know what? I didn't know that. I didn't know until um, someone. I had to make a phone call to New York, and I said, "What's going on with the gay community here?" They're, they're, Jamaica doesn't have any person. Not one person in Jamaica is gay. And she's like, "Selena, trust me. They just want to feel you out first. They just need to get a sense of who you are." And once that phone call was made the doors were just open. And the stories that I heard, Drew, I could not believe these stories were happening in Jamaica. I I mean, I literally cried because a, a young lady was telling me she got raped, another friend of hers, you know, this guy cut her from her belly button all the way to her rectum. The, oh, my, it's just this things that happened to them. Right. And and um, like I said, I personally had friends who just went missing. Just nobody knows what happened to them. And, and, the, and nobody cares. And nobody, that's the thing, because once once your family even know that you're, you're, you're um, gay, you know, or lesbian or whatever, they put you out. You cannot stay in their home. And you cannot stay in the community. So then you end up in the street. You end up have to be make friends and stay with friends in communities that you don't know. And you don't really know their situation. And then you, you, it's like jumping from the frying pan into the fire. Absolutely. So you have no clue as to where you're going. And, you know, so, I mean, the, the, the organization for the community is underground. They can't know where the offices are because... They're, the they're afraid who, of being bombed. I know. I, I know. Organizations there were they they threw um, Molotov cocktail, in, you know, in, into the office and 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 and. Absolutely but, right. I know one of the guys who was followed from the office to his home and killed in front of his staff. Who ran the organization? You know, it's, and and it's, 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 it's really a terrible thing. And I mean. I had to, and that is why I started doing the the music thing, because the music industry in Jamaica has a lot to do with that kind of influence on the population with with artists such as Buja Benton and um, what's his name? Sizzler, Sizzler and, and the rest of them. I mean, it, it's paid, you know, you know, and you have a platform, I have a platform, and, and together, and I'm sure there are other people with different platforms who want to join force, because we're in the 21st century. We should be able, we should have the right to be you know, whoever we want to be without being, 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 you know, worry about our house being bombed or being beaten um, up. Right. You know, I, I've heard stories where, Couples were living together and called the police, and the police stand by the side and watch people, the mobs beat these people, or they throw bombs into their house when they run, when they run out. Then that's when they, you know, they started beating them. They were shot. They were stopped. Things like yeah. that, that nature. So it's, I know. it's, it's really. Oh. Hi. I'm here. Oh, yeah. I, I have to tell you that um, 
I guess this show is important because my mic went dead. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't sure if we were on hold and we just started talking. No, you were all live, and I appreciate you for, you know, sticking with it and continuing to talk and everything. I called in six times, and this is the only way I'm able to get in. So evidently what we're talking about is relevant and it's important, okay? So... You know, I I will just um, chime in for a little bit. Um, While editing, the things that would happen that my editor we would could just not understand what was going on. Sometimes the the the, the film would be just like gone. We couldn't find the timeline, and then we would come back the next day and it would be right there. So weird things have happened in 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 the sound room. I mean, I, I can't even, you know, tell you amount of, of stuff that you go, my God, what just happened? Okay, so, so it's not me. <laughs> no, I, I do understand that. I don't mean to digress. Um, it's yeah. okay. Now, I'm, I was listening the whole time. I was able to hear, but I just couldn't, you couldn't hear me. Now, you talked about, you know, the fact that a lot of people have been, tortured and um, just completely uh, treated um, so unfairly. Now, what role does the the, the Christian organizations play in in these kind of situations? The Christian Christian organization, the only role they play is, is, is to continue the beating, continue that, because to them homosexuality is an abomination and so they shun you from the church you have no place you can't go in there the christian organization believe that that i i, I believe they believe that that's the only sin in the bible exactly. that's the only sin this because that's all they preach against. All they preach about. They don't talk about fornication. They don't talk about adultery. They don't talk about murder. They don't talk about anything else. Homosexuality. is the only sin. As far as so they why can... Do you, they, why do you think that they're so fearful? I, maybe it's what's probably within them, and they're afraid that they may have these feelings... And so by talking against it, you know, they feel as if that is justifying, you know, who they are as Christians and not having to to actually deal with the feelings that they're feeling. Um, Drew, are there any safe places or safe spaces where, where people can go? Very, very minimal because I, I only learned of, um, a few when I, when I came over here. I didn't even know about... Um, this place, uh, what you call it, that, um, you know, the Jamaica gay for lesbian. But um, I, I forgot what their name is at the, off the tip of my tongue, but I didn't even learn of them until I was here in the States, you know, and I, so it's, everything is kind of underground. It's unknown to the, to, you know, the mass people. It really mm-hmm. is. So unless you know somebody who already knew about it, then there's no way of people knowing about it. You know, it's only since of lately and social media and all that, um, this new technology, it becomes a little more open and out. And apparently they're starting to petition, um, you know, overseas um, 
um, groups to to back them and to support their efforts. So they're starting to now take um, act more openly in the country. And there's also another organization there, um, Quality for Citizenship Jamaica, um, QCJ, and they're all they're on the forefront dealing with the homelessness issues. As Drew um, spoke about earlier, that once the family finds out that you're gay, then they kick you out, and you wind up living in the in the in, in the sewer in Jamaica. And and you know, prostitution becomes your bread and butter. And so you have mm-hmm. QCJ. I'm, I'm sorry, Drew. What you were saying? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's not even for uh, prostitution is both. It's not only just the the, the open the gay because some of the guys who does prostitution are also like on the low who has you know uh, kids and girlfriends who to get money and not wanting to work they do prostitution with. Well, you know, that's, 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 that's a different, and I do understand it, that um, they, you know, that is um, for, for pay, sex for pay. But you have those, you know, families finding out that they're gay, kick them out, and the only way they can make a living, you know, is washing windows and prostitution. Mm-hmm. And with QCJ, Quality for Citizenship Jamaica, they're on the forefront trying to improve the quality of lives for the LGBT folks. You know, they don't have an office. They actually go into the gutters. They go into the sewers. They deal with the folks who are having crisis, the women who are cutting themselves because, you know, they have been raped. And in Jamaica they call it corrective rape because as a lesbian all you need is a good man. And so when you continuously raping someone because, you know, she feels as if I am not going to be with a man and that's not who I am, and to Uh be repetitively raped, you know, you internalize that pain. And sometimes, you know, there are people there committing suicide. I don't have the, 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 the stats at this moment, but I'm working on getting the stats. And so they internalize the pain, and they wind up cutting themselves. So a lot of lesbians, especially butch lesbians, um, mm-hmm. cut their cutters. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I was out there, I, I knew lesbians who used to have to be walking with knife and icebreak and even acid that when they, you know, come up and attackers, they can defend themselves with something, you know, because of that fear. And, and the fear of mob. You know, yeah. I mean, if someone decides to incite violence on you and bring out all these other people, and I really don't understand the mentality, but, you know, at, at some point we have to step back. My people, we have a problem. We truly, mm-hmm. we truly have a problem because gay Jamaicans are Jamaicans. They're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. Our laws mm-hmm. Our laws regarding the LGBT community must be changed. We must protect our people. They are Jamaicans. I mean, I call the they call it the Bulgari law. I call it the slave law because you're still holding the LGBT community slave in the 21st century with, with the laws that the, the English gave us from God knows when. You know, so I call it the slave law. Well, at some point, Drew, I think, you know, our people, we will have to find a way to get beyond that, to forgive ourselves for whatever whatever it is that we are holding on 
so we can get that law off the books and not just get the law off the books because we can change the law tomorrow, but if the mindset is still the same, and that is why I'm working with, with um a group here, including ministers and businessmen, to go to Jamaica, and, and the campaign is called United for Change. Because we have to come together and show the human wrong in this. You cannot just, you know, beat, kill people, chastise them for their sexual orientation. Absolutely not. Now, Selena. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, Selena, what, what made you... What prompted you to to speak out and, and do this documentary? Conversation, conversations with folks here in, in New York, um, and they would say to me, "I will never go to Jamaica. Why are you people killing gays?" And I was not aware of it, and so I called up my fellow Jamaicans who are in the community, and I said, "Hey, is this happening?" And they're like, "Where have you been?" Yes. That's why I don't go back for Christmas. That's why I don't. And I said, well, why didn't you tell me? And they connected me with some folks in Jamaica, and I did research for several months. And then I started filming. I I could not unlearn what I learned about what was happening in my country, in my place of birth, what was going on to my people. And so I had to do something. I couldn't just become, you know, the silent majority and turn my head as if it's not happening. It's it's happening. And I wanted to make a difference. How can I make, how, what can I do? And I thought, you know, I've put in a documentary so we can have honest dialogue about this because, as Drew can, can tell you, we don't talk about homosexuality. And if the subject matter comes up, everybody scatters. Yes, it, it, they do. I mean, I have friends from high school that I lost. I lost because I came out, you know, openly to them. Mm. I, and, have friends and, who have, I have friends who have lost when I started recording who wanted nothing to do with it because they feel like I'm going too public. And, and that's another thing that I hear in Jamaica, um, just keep it to yourself, just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, they know you're gay, just keep it to yourself. And there right. comes a time when you can't just keep it to yourself. You're who you are. You know, you didn't choose to be heterosexual. You are heterosexual. Just mm-hmm. as someone who's gay didn't choose to be gay. No. Not at all. Now, the question I want to ask is how, is how do they deal with tourists who come to visit? How are they treated? Once they stay within the um, resort, they will never see this, but that's that's when I, Jamaica is beautiful. The people, you know, we have an issue like most families, and so this is an issue that we have to be honest about. We've been hiding this issue, and so taboo yardies and what Drew is doing is to just publicly because we've been privately saying, let's do something about it. Let's do something about it, and they're not listening. And so right. this is an intervention to say we're going to step out of the box here and we're going to, you know, talk with other folks and this is what we're going to do to kind of expose this situation. I mean, my standpoint was like when I was talking to my friend in 06, friends in 06, I said to them, guys, listen, you know, somebody has to step out of the comfort zone. If it wasn't for the era, the national eras who stepped out of their comfort zone to fight for the rights of the people of the land, 
there wouldn't be no freedom. And we are a part of this community. And for us to have freedom and, you know, live openly and get the respect that we deserve as human beings, we have to take a step out of the comfort and, you know, start to do some kind of work that will give us that right and that equal opportunity. You know, we can't, you can't even get a, a, a work, you can't get a work being gay. No, you are discriminated. But, you know, back to, you know, the, the tourists coming to Jamaica. I mean, I've had folks who said to me, I will not go to Jamaica until this issue is resolved. I will not spend my money. I will tell my friends not to go to Jamaica. And then there are folks that say, you know what, I love Jamaica. I will go back to Jamaica. I'm, 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 I'm from there. I'm one of them that would not go back until this thing starts to change. Uh, Selena, have you received any kind of press or anything while doing this documentary? While doing this documentary, I've yes, yes, I have received. I showed in in um, Miami, and I cannot read you. I well, I can't say on, on you know the stuff that was sent to me and and what people have said to me to my face. And I thought this is America. How you know the fear even. The fear here from Jamaicans is more so than even in Jamaica sometimes. And the uh, things that they will say to you, and, you, and I'm thinking to myself, this is in America. Why are you so, so fearful of what I'm doing? Why are you threatening my life? So this, this issue is so deep. It is, it is so deep, and it's about time, um, you know, we look at it. We look at it deeper and have honest dialogue about it because it, it is affecting Caribbean here, Jamaicans here in, in, in America, Jamaicans, um, you know, in Europe, globally. <laughs> So it extends much further than just the island of Jamaica. It is a global issue. It's Do you a global think issue. The mindset of the people who leave Jamaica take it with them and spread it abroad. Of course, yes. absolutely. I have, one, I have one friend here who is his mother is Jamaican, and she kicked him out when he turned legal age. She kicked him out because of his alternative lifestyle. Because of his alternative lifestyle. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm a parent. I can't. Yeah, well, their parents, look, their parents there that have set up beatings for their children and watch. One, one mm-hmm. gentleman, his son almost died mm-hmm. because he arranged for the, the, the homosexuality to be beaten out of him. Mm. And I've heard that before. I'm, I'm, I'm from, my family's from the South, and, you know, everything was corrected by a beating. And it's... It, Made no sense to me then, and this really is just is unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, you know, we have our traditions, and it's just like any other culture. When you leave, you leave with your traditions. Mm-hmm. Homosexuality, yeah. you know, in Jamaica we call it Batiman. You see Batiman, you beat them up. And, I mean, if you migrate, you're still going to have those traditions like Easter. You want fry fish and bun and cheese. You have people, once they migrate here, I mean, there's, there's one guy, I completely forgot, there's one guy in the film, and he said when he came to America, 
and he saw two men holding hands. The first thing that hit him was to find two stones and get a bottle and smash him upside the head. And this is on 42nd Street. And his brother said to him, yo, man, what are you doing? This is America. You You go to prison. And he was like, what? I would go to prison for beat up two Batman? What? Yeah. They will lock me up for that? You're kidding me? And the, his brother said, yeah, you will go to prison for it. And he said, you know, in, in my country, in Jamaica, we applaud that. The community right. would come in and beat him up as well. So what do you mean they don't do this in America? And he said he was shocked. He was shocked at that behavior. I had a few of that, and my only response was, go back home if you don't want to see it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And just, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry, Drew. Go ahead. I'm, I was just saying, you know, the, it's just unjust, you know, for unfortunately for, for the people there. We take our rights for granted here in the U.S., Jamaica is 2,600 and something miles away, and there are people there in this beautiful tropical island land of sunshine and all of this beauty that they're living in fear, and they're not free because they're always continuously having to look over their shoulder because one day they know they're either going to get beaten, their their home's going to be set on fire, or they're going to be killed, or they're going to lose their livelihood. Yeah, absolutely true. And how can we say freedom? Freedom isn't just for heterosexual. Freedom isn't just for one group everyone. of people. Freedom is for everyone. Everyone. So how can you say one love, no problem, man, and freedom? Mm-hmm. It contradicts what we're saying. Yes, it does. It's under the rug and no one has to see it. But once you pull, you're pulling up the rug, you're pulling up the carpet, and you're letting people see what the foundation is built on. And it's not a pretty picture. It's not a pleasant picture. And we have the power to change it. We created this. We created this hate. We created this monster. And we now have a platform to say this is not outsiders coming in and say, hey, Jamaica, these are your country men and women saying, stop. Your brothers and sisters, if you ask me, your cousins. You know, these are, mm-hmm. these are the people who are doing that. Yeah. Now, Drew, how has it been here for you? I mean, have you felt a lot more comfortable and a lot less pressure since you've been here? I I feel a lot more comfortable and, um, you know, because I'm getting the opportunity to make changes or to do that wouldn't be possible at all back home, you know. And, I mean, my music, Sport Life Soldier, is one of um, my, what do you call it, my single of my, you know, my songs. And that tells the frustration of what I'm feeling regarding um, the community, you know, what the community is going through. It, the, the first verse gives an insight of what really happened when I was home. And, you know, the hook to it is just, you know, relishing the independence of freedom for myself at this point. And the second verse is actually, you know, like 
uh, attacking um, the dinosaur community, which is the artists and so and and them, you know, for the pressure and the violence they put on the LGBT community. But mm-hmm. it's comfortable. I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable here. I'm a ma- lot more free. I, you know, I if I had a, a, a magic stick and or you know one wish, I would wish that for some reason, you know, God would just let the LGBT people from the country escape from there and let, you know, those that are homophobic stay by themselves. Well, I, 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 you know, for me, my wish would be we find a place where we respect each other. We find a, a space in which we can coexist because gay Jamaicans are Jamaicans. They shouldn't have to flee from their place of birth because of their sexual orientation. I do believe that if the forces, if we come together as a unit and say we're not going to take this from our people anymore, this is wrong, what we're doing is wrong. And I think if we align ourselves and all majority of the Jamaicans here that believe in what I'm doing instead of being on the sideline, you know, just come and join us and let our voices be heard, I do believe that change will be implemented on the island. That is, that's, that is important and that is necessary. Now, you've shown your documentary to um, places, and have you, shown it to, have you shown it on the island at all? I have. I showed it in the island um, start last year, and I just came back um, recently from showing it there at the. I, I showed it at the theological um, college in Jamaica, and that created such a stir because the students were protesting, and the president of the university, you know, had to call the national security because she was afraid of the guests being harmed. And so before the screening, you know, everything was was taken care of. No one got hurt. But it's just the fear because they felt as if I was promoting homosexuality. I'm not promoting homosexuality. What I'm promoting is we all have the right to choose our own destiny. Absolutely right. Yes. And it's really interesting because the students, should be open-minded, but they are fearful. And it's our, I guess, the future generations that can help make, can help spiral the change a little bit quicker because of the fact that they are the future. But yet you're saying that they, too, harvest some of those same sentiments? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think a couple of, about a year, year and a half ago at the University of Technology, UTech in Kingston, where a young man was allegedly, allegedly caught in the bathroom with another um, young man, and he was dragged out and viciously beaten. This is at the university. And so I showed the film there, um, you know, just so we can have dialogue to understand diversity because these are the future leaders of Jamaica, and if you're doing that at that level, yes, something needs to be changed. And so UTech now, they're implementing a diversity, um, a tolerance um, program there. Mm. You know, it, it's difficult because of the fact that it doesn't matter where you go, the homophobic mindset and attitude exists. It's here in the United States, it's abroad, it's 
on the island. So, I mean, the fact that here well, you have freedom, but elsewhere it's, it's difficult. Right. Right. I mean, the the things, you know, some of the folks, when they come here, they know the laws and they cannot behave the way they behave in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. They can't do that here. And so they know that. But when they get back home, it's different. So you have laws. I do believe that if we have laws in Jamaica, some of this behavior will stop, immediately stop. Yeah. Because there are consequences. Yeah. And when you know right. it, if you do something and you know there's hell to pay, you will think twice. But if you know right. there is no consequences, then, you know, it's free for all. Yes. Now, what are the lawmakers doing about this? <laughs> okay, I hear chuckles. Um, at, this, at this point, they're not doing anything. They're not. But I do believe that in time, you know, this issue is like a freight train eventually it's going to go through. And this is a a global human rights movement. And I think we're coming to that space where the LGBT community is saying, I'm not taking this anymore. I want the same freedom that you have. You can walk around, you can dress, you can walk however you want to walk as a heterosexual, and I don't tell you what to wear, and I don't tell you how to walk. And I want that freedom. You see, and that's where I got in, in my life when I, that's the point I reached when I started to recognize. I just can't phantom or understand why is it that, you know, everybody else, you know, who is not gay or lesbian, a part of the community, can do freely as they think. And it's two-sided, for, you know, double standard for, for the LGBT community. And that's when I really, like, you know, started to write. I mean... My music is so, uh, you will hear the frustration and the anger within within my music because I just can't wrap my mind around it. And Well, I think it would be difficult and hard because it's just, there are certain basic rights. I mean, you have, to, you have to eat, and how can you eat if you can't provide food for yourself? I'm having a hard time. And and you're absolutely right. They are stripped, the LGBT community in Jamaica, they're stripped of their basic, their fundamental human rights. And we don't see it as a human wrong. We see it as, well, because you're this way, we're going to punish you. You're you're hurting the culture. You're hurting us as a people. That's what they think. And so we have to come to that place, the judicial system, everyone, the government, the people, our mindset for, for our country. We have to see all Jamaicans as one Jamaicans. Our motto is out of many one people. Out of many one people. What are our slogans? One love, no problem, man. Taboo Yardies bring you know, that, that conversation going in the sense that we have a platform because homosexuality is not spoken about. You can't just, you know, oh, by the way, pass me the bun and cheese, and, oh, you know, let, let's talk about homosexuality. Let, let's talk about equal rights for everyone. It, it doesn't happen. So taboo yardies become this vehicle that we can sit, we can watch it, and we can talk about our issues. Yeah. 
and what's uncomfortable. And yes, people are going to yell and scream, but that's a part of the intervention that you discuss how you feel. All, all feelings are welcome just as long as you are open enough to express where you are and you're willing to go down the road for change. Yeah. And that's the thing. People do not like to put everything on the table for some reason. They're afraid to lay it on the table and, and just openly discuss things. And it's, I think it's systematic everywhere you go. No one really wants to tell the truth or speak the truth. They want to be able to just kind of watch and see where it goes, and if it goes in the direction they think or feel comfortable with, then they'll go with it. True. But this is, you know, three decades. We need to really do something about it. We can talk till the cows come home, but at the end of the day, people are suffering. You know, the worst thing you can do to a human being is not to allow them to live to the fullest, live up to their potential. Exactly. When you take away hope from someone who is gay and you say, well, because of your sexual orientation, we don't want you in our family. You're cast out. You're nothing. You are nothing. You don't know if you have just destroyed the mind of the next, you know, great Einstein. Mm -hmm. We are hurting our nation. We are hurting our people when we discriminate be it color, race, sexual orientation, we are hurting our culture, and Jamaica needs to see what we are doing to each other. Yeah. Now, Selena, your documentary is going to be showcased um, from May 1st to May 4th. Where is that going to be? It's going to be showcasing at the famous, fantastic Faison Firehouse Theater in Harlem. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Yes, it's going to be at the Faison Firehouse Theater in Harlem, 6 Hancock Place, and you can take the A, B, C, or D train to 125th. It's around the corner on May 1st, our opening night. It starts at 7.30. We're going to have a screening Q&A and a cocktail reception after on May 2nd and 3rd. It's going to be a screening at 7.30, and on May 4th, which is Sunday, we're going to have a screening at at 3.30, and the the um, screening on the 1st, also proceeds from that will, will go to Quality for Citizenship Jamaica so we can help them to continue the work that they're doing in the streets, on the streets, in helping, whether it's just to talk with someone, you know, whose family has just thrown them out, or, or a woman who's going through issues right now because she's been raped, they are on the forefront. And to get their message going, some of this, you know, mm-hmm. from the proceeds from Monday, I mean from Thursday screening, will go towards helping them so they can continue the good work that they're doing in Jamaica. Okay. And they and can Drew, go to Eventbrite, eventbrite.com or tabooyardies.com, which is T-A-B-O-O-Y-A-R-D-I-E-S.com, and just click on tickets. Okay. Now, Drew, you um, have some music out. Um, you have Freak Mind, Rude Boy, and Sprout Life Soldier. Where can people find these songs and listen to them and hear them? Well, they are on my website, which is Sprout Life 
spoutlifeentertainment.com, S-P-O-U-T-L-I-F-E-E-N-T.com. Um, that's where you'll find them. And um, I recently recorded a song called Freedom that specifically will go to J-Flag. 100% of that proceed will go to J-Flag. Um, now, what is J-Flag? J-Flag is for Jamaica um, for lesbian, gay, and all gender. Okay. Okay. That's that's really great. And um, I have to say, oh, I wanted to ask you one question, Drew. Spout. What is it, spout life? What does that mean? Because I'm not familiar with some of the terminology, and I'm sure some of my listeners aren't either. Right. Spot, spot life is actually a term. I, I'm not sure if they're still using it back home now, but it's a term that we used to use back in the 90s when I, when I came out. You know, um, we use it to refer to ourselves as, you know, the gay life people, gay life, or, you know, spout, are you gay? You know, when we ask each other people that are ourselves that. So it was like a, um, a code word that we oh. use amongst ourselves. And back then we had to use code most of the time when we speak to each other so that the, the general public would not understand what we're talking about. Oh, so spout okay. life, yeah. Is. And, and, and please, you know, understand we love Jamaica. I love Jamaica. I love my country. But like families do, we have a problem, and this problem, we can't sweep it under the rug anymore. We must address it. I mean, I love it. Like you, you know, of course, it's it's where my birth is, where my family are, and I mean, who wouldn't want to live, um, you know, on the and next to the beach? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, sometimes I have guests come on the show and they talk about issues and situations, but this one has opened my eyes and made me realize, first and foremost, how lucky. It is to be able to have basic freedoms not be removed from you um, just because. And, you know, and just the, the thought of if I decided to live a certain lifestyle that I couldn't eat anymore, that would just mess me up completely and totally. And I can, you know, I could just imagine, you know, how it must be for the young folk out there who are really suffering and struggling just to try to, I mean, live day to day, and it 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 really, really, it just shudders me. I mean, I'm just completely just thrown away. And I want to thank you for opening my eyes and enlightening me to the the world beyond my, you know, regular little comfort zone. And I appreciate that. I, and I, just I want thank. To mention, go ahead. I just want to mention that when we talk about homeless, we're talking about children from 15, 16, between that age to 30 that, are, that has no income, that lives nowhere, you know, who has nobody but these organizations that are operating on little to no funds. So mm-hmm. we, we would just love um, even, you know, to, to see what they can, other people out there can do reaching out to these communities. And I was just about to say that, you know, to help make a difference in Jamaica, they can go on, on my website, tabooyardies.com, and QCJ is on the, the right-hand side. Make a donation to them. It doesn't matter how much. 
every penny helps because they're on the forefront and they're helping to make a change. And Taboo Yard is, is you know, with behind them, um, the young ladies who started that um, organization, they're also in the film and they're, they're survivors. I don't call them victim. I call them survivor, survivors. And they're wonderful people who want to make a difference in Jamaica and the quality of life there for the LGBT or within the LGBT community. So go on their website. You can find it on tabooyardies.com and make a donation. Yeah. And I thank you both for, for coming on the show and, and joining us. And you're welcome to come back, you know, any time to discuss any updates or um, additional information you want to share with my audience because I'm sure that they would love to hear, you know, progress or other issues that need to be addressed as well. So please feel free. And I would love for them to please come on out on May 1st, Faison Firehouse Theater in Harlem. Please come on out, and we have showings for four days. Um, I pray you will make one of the days so we can have more dialogue and you can see the film and understand this movement that we're talking about. This is real. This is happening. This is happening less than 3,000 miles away from you. And together we can make a difference. This is one time where we can collectively come together and change a culture, change a nation, change a mindset. And your help. Thank you. Um, I'm sure we will... I'll put the word out. I'll post it up on the website so people will know that when the screening is and where it's going to be located and the email address that they can go to, to um, uh, the website that they can go to so that they can um, request their tickets. Thank you so much. Thank you for having Thank us you. on. As a member of the LGBT community, I just want to thank um, Ms. Selena uh, for making such a documentary you know, because it is well needed. It, it is well needed, you know. So I just want to thank her for doing uh, that. And, you know, I'll thank you. see me Thursday. You're, you're, you're welcome, my brother. We we all have to do what we have this hate. Yeah. Absolutely. Indeed. And I have one, well, I have something that I would like to say to both of you. You know, it takes courage to love. And you're showing that you love your country and you love where you're from and who you are. And it's taking courage for you to show your love by opening up the door to this particular situation and showing the world that things need to change. And I love my country so much that I would like for you to see how badly we need to change this because I want to love you more. So it just takes courage to do what you're doing, and it's courage based on the foundation of love. And for that, I commend you. Thank you. You're welcome. So everyone, I would like to just thank Selena and Drew for coming on the show to, you know, express their thoughts and their experiences and expose us to, a, like I said, Take us out of our comfort zone, take us out of our familiarity, and let us see a different side and a different world. Because we really, in order for this world to be able to flourish, to grow, to expand, to evolve, we need to be able to know what's going on around us and also take an active part in making change. All it takes is just one person, she's showing it, he's showing it, and look at what they're doing. 
they're making changes. So we have to decide, are we going to sit on the sidelines or are we going to step up and do something? The choice is yours now. It's up to you. So all of my listeners, I want to thank you for your continued support. And to everyone, please, well, take care of yourself. And the big thing that we need to learn to do is to love one another. On that Amen. note, you're quite welcome. On that note, I'm going to wish each and every one of you a good night and be well. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.